0: Thanks for checking out the Lakeshore Podcast. If this is your first time listening with us, we want you to know God loves you. We want for your hope in Jesus to be renewed and for your faith to come to life. Wherever you are joining us from, we hope this message encourages you. Am I on? I'm on. Well, Welcome. First things first, those of you that aren't normally here and don't know me, you need to learn a little bit of Yankee, and what I mean by that, there's going to be some words that come out of me, and you're going to say, she's not from around here. I am from the South. I'm from Southern New England. I've been down here 24 years. This is going nowhere, so pray God gives you interpretation. If I happen to say something that you don't quite understand, trust me, it is scriptural. (laughs) Well, welcome. Thank you, Pastor, for giving me this opportunity um, to speak and to deliver what I feel the Lord has put on my heart along with the outline that God has given Pastor for um, this series. And as a review, last week, Pastor Robert began a series for us called Miracle in the Manger, Receiving and Feeding on the Bread of Heaven. We learned that Jesus was born in Bethlehem, which I learned for the first time means house of bread, city of bread, house of bread, Bethlehem, and that he was born in a manger, and as pastor brought it forth, he showed us it wasn't this pretty little wooden thing. It was an old stone feeding trough. So he was born in the city of bread in a place to feed upon, right. So um, he was sent to bring peace to all mankind and placed in that manger to point us to the fact that God intends for us to feed on him, Christ, Amen. and to partake of the life that only he can give. Jesus himself proclaimed, I am the bread of life, Amen. the living bread that has come down from heaven. He is the one we are to feed upon. So today I'm going to be talking about what does it mean to feed upon Jesus? What does it mean to feed upon him? Well, when I was praying about this and preparing it, what the Lord began to show me was the correlation between food and feeding on Jesus. What is food? It's any substance consumed by an organism for nutritional support. This is in the natural Something that nourishes, sustains, and supplies. In short, the foods we eat supply us with a selection of nutrients, vitamins, minerals, carbs, fiber, protein. The purpose of food for our bodies is to supply our body the correct nutrients to keep our body functioning in a healthy way. And the same is true spiritually. Jesus said we're to feed on him. Only feeding on him spiritually will we grow and produce in our life what Jesus intended for us. We are all feeding on something. But what we feed on determines the health of our body. It determines the quality of our life. We can make food choices by taste, or we can choose foods that are going to produce in our bodies what was intended. We are all feeding on something. He desires that it functions in the way that God created it to. And I hear a lot of times that a healthy body will bring healing to itself. Now, of course, I'm talking in the physical, but I want to relate to it in a spiritual. And let me just say now... This was very difficult for me to um, hear from the Lord and put together because I will tell you I'm the first one that the Holy Spirit began to convict me of things in my own life. Um, so I'm bringing this word to us. The Holy Spirit is speaking something to us. And you have to remember we are always growing and just because someone is up here delivering the word does not mean that we have it all together. We don't. We are always growing, and we have struggles in our life that we, the Holy Spirit shines on and says, "Okay, I want you to, I, I, I want, I want to work on you in this place. Allow me to." So, now it really isn't a message about dieting. What I'm doing is I'm giving a correlation of how what we feed on can build up our body or cause it not to, in func- not to function as intended. Let's face it. The fact is too much sugar in our body is going to affect us negatively. Okay? Not enough healthy foods in our body will affect us negatively as well. However, healthy intakes will also affect us in a positive manner. What are we feeding on spiritually speaking? In John 6, 48, I'm going to skip some verses because I really want to focus on some for for time's sake. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Skipping down to verse 50, he says, this is the bread that comes from heaven, and one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven, and if anyone eats this bread, he will live forever, and the bread that I shall give, Jesus... In my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world, he who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. Jesus himself proclaimed he is the bread of life and he is the bread of heaven. He proclaimed that. What stood out to me when I was putting this together was that word abide. Abide. Let's notice the word of abide. In John 15, verses 1 through 9, Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he prunes away, that it may bear more fruit. This is a whole separate sermon within itself for another time. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Verse 4, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. We are the branches, he's the vine. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide, in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into a fire, and they are burned. Just a pause here. God wants to spiritually burn up the things in our life that are preventing us from from bearing fruit. It's not a physical death that we're experiencing if we don't f- bear fruit. It's it's spiritually speaking, and he wants to burn up, allow us um, to allow him. Yeah to give him these places, make us aware of these places that might be dead in our lives spiritually, that might be working against us bearing fruit, preventing of the fruit. That's what he's talking about here. If, which is a choice, it says, if you abide in my words, in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit so that you may be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain and that your joy may be full. Abide. I do want to focus on the word abide. That is what he, when I thought about feeding on him, we can't feed on him unless we're abiding in him. Abide in Hebrew means to stay in a given place, state, relation, or expectancy. As a verb, it means to continue to remain, to stay, to have one's abode, to dwell, to reside, and to put up with, to sustain. Now, let's just say, Jesus in this passage mentioned the word abide 10 times in 10 verses. And how many of us know when a word is continually repeated, we're to take notice as its importance. If Jesus said it 10 times, It's important for us to take notice. And again, we cannot feed on Jesus without abiding in him. We can't. It's like asking um, a plant to be cut off and to be nourished by that plant. It's it's not going to happen. You know, it has to be connected. Um, Abiding is being in a place where we remain close to that relationship. Our relationship with him where we are sustained and nourished. I did have a plant, because I am a visual. I like to use visual, but it's, I left it on my counter at home. I'm sorry. So if you can just use your imagination here, I want to give a correlation. If he's the vine and we are the branches and we're to bear fruit, that branch is feeding off the vine. off the vine. The vine is Christ. We are to feed on him. We can only do it by being attached. So picture a plant. Actually, I tried to find a fruit plant. There was no way I was going to find one this time of year that had fruit on it. So I had a Christmas cactus is what I had. And on this Christmas cactus, there were places of little buds, there was places of no buds, and then there were some flowers. Let's look at the flower as the fruit. If I cut that off and lay it on the counter, that is going to eventually wither and die. It has to stay abiding. Yes. And even with a plant abiding, I, wanted, I want you to know this, even if we're abiding in him, if we're connected to him... If we aren't feeding off the correct nourishment like that plant, I could kill that plant tomorrow not giving it what it needs. As with us, if we aren't in a place where we're feeding off of the right things of nourishment, we're not going to bear the fruit. And, you know, with a fruit, what do you do? You, you, You prune it back. You prune it back. So, it's not, it's it's abiding in him for the nourishment because he's the nourishment, he's the only nourishment that we need that's gonna enable us to bear fruit. We can't we can't bear fruit without him, but yet that's a commandment that we bear fruit, you know, that we grow in him and we bear fruit. So as we see the purpose of abiding is to gain the nourishment needed to bear fruit and to have an abundant life. The plant's purpose is to bear fruit just as our purposes, This can only happen if we remain connected to the vine. Well, what does this look like, practically speaking? You know, what what does this look like? And you're going to hear three things that I said, God, it's like we're always talking about this. And the Lord was like, yep, remember the word abide? I said it 10 times as a reason. So some of these things that the Lord put on me is because he wants to remind us and remind us and remind us This is important, this is the truth, and this is the way we're going to be able to feed on him and have the results that he desires. He came, he came for salvation, he came for mankind, and he came for, let's say, procreation. We're to recreate who we are as disciples, not physically, but we can't We can't win others to the Lord, and we can't gain disciples and teach disciples if we don't have it in our own lives. So, one, if you're taking notes, take time for him daily. Read the word and ask God to show you the distractions that eat up all of your time or prevent you from having time with him. Now, I know as a young mother, you might say, I can't get up earlier than my kids in the morning. I get it. I had five children in six and a half years. I get it. I couldn't. I couldn't get up earlier than one of my sons. I, I I I I just could not get up earlier than one of them. No matter what time he went to bed, he was getting up at this five o'clock, and I couldn't get up at five o'clock, anyways. So, but did that mean that was a good excuse for me? not to take time for him daily? No, but I had, to, I had to ask the Lord, Lord, how do I? You're going to have to show me. You're going to have to show me. How do I do this? How, how, I can't get up earlier than my kids. How do I do this? And what worked for me, and you know, like I just said, it, it worked for me at the time in that season of life was my children had a set bedtime. So when they went to bed and then my husband would go to bed earlier because he got up earlier, I would take that time and I would say that would usually be my downtime to put on a television show or a Hallmark movie or something like that just to be my down. It was my time with no kids, just peace and quiet. And I had to say, okay, all right, I guess I can take that time. So I would take that time um, at night, and that would be when I would do my Bible reading and my praying um, And listen, we didn't have ways to program the TV so that we could watch our shows at a later date, so it was a sacrifice. Nowadays, we can, you know, we can stream them the next day or whatnot, so we're not really missing out on anything, but this was just a practical way, and the Holy Spirit will show us when we desire, God, I want to spend time with you but you have to show me how. And I was so stuck on first thing in the morning, first thing in the morning, first thing in the morning. However, I do believe that's important. But if it can't be done, it's not the only time a day to spend time with him. So at nighttime worked for me. It it, it just worked, so I was able to do that. Listen, my life was a cycle. It was, I got up in the morning, got my kids dressed, or, or fed them, got breakfast ready, fed them, cleaned them up, um, got them interested in something. That it seemed like it was time to prepare for lunch again, nap time for some of them. And I'd no sooner get done cleaning up dishes. Say, okay, what am I going to have for dinner tonight? And, it was, and then before I knew it, it was their bedtime. And so there was like not a lot, and this was if it wasn't eventful day. With five kids, there were events that took place. There were events that took place. So it wasn't, I understand a busy life. I was an at-home mom, but I think I was busier than moms that went to work. I really do. Um, so don't get stuck on, well, I can't get up in the morning, so just forget it. I just can't do it. Just forget it. D- ask the Holy Spirit to show you. Where? How? Show me. Show me the time that I can. And I, I will tell you, it. most of the time does require a sacrifice, but the sacrifice is so worth it because feeding on him, I found I got so much more done than if I didn't. I found that my attitude had fruits of the spirit more than the works of the flesh. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's worth it. It seemed like my time was, was stretched more. So it's important that we feed on him. Another, another way of feeding on him is making a choice to, um, I like music. I don't know about anybody else. I love music. Music will be on 24 hours a day if I had my way. You know, I can't quite do it with my husband working from home now, but he knows I can go in my room. I just, I love music. How, do, how much do we know? And this isn't about Christian versus secular music. It is not about that. But let me just say, listening to wholesome music, when you're struggling especially, it feeds there's a lot of scripture in Christian music. There's a lot of reminders. Is all Christian music good? No. Is all secular music bad? No. But What I'm saying is, is make a choice to feed. You know, maybe you're a music person. Maybe, maybe, I mean, I like the 70s music. I'm sorry. It reminds me of my father. But once in a while, but how, do you, how much does my husband know? I can't have a continual feeding of that. Works against me. So, Christian music, make a choice. You know, if I like to listen to music, put on some Christian music because the scriptures are still filling your home. Yeah. And you know what? Your attitude, m- music is powerful. Right. It moves you, it is powerful. And anointed music, it will lift you up out of a uh, funk that you might be in and um, lift your attitude in a positive way. That's another way of feeding. Feeding on him, that is practical. Um, If my diet consists of more things of my flesh, like desserts, the results won't be the nourishment I need. So even though these things in themselves might not be bad, if I'm feeding more on this than I am on this, What's going to grow? Because what we feed grows in our lives. And um, one produces the fruits of the Spirit in our life, and the other the works of the flesh. We will produce something by the result we feed on. Again, this is ministering to me. You know, this is ministering to me because even when you're walking with the Lord for a time, Sometimes you just get distracted into this area, and the Lord will say, "Um, you know, you got a little bit more frustration lately, you know, because maybe you're feeding too much on this. Maybe you need to feed less on that and more on me. Yes, ouch. Jesus said, I am the bread of life, the bread from heaven. That is who we are called to feed on. I don't know about you, but the world we live in even more requires me to abide in him and feed on him in order to gain or protect the fruit, even the fruit of peace in my life. I can't watch the news. Maybe you all can, I'm not saying. But if something is affecting me in a negative way, the Holy Spirit will show me, "Mm, you know, this is affecting you in a negative way. Turn it off. So for me, it just happens to be the news that I, I can't watch much of. I do like the weather. I just can't watch much of the news because it, it, it causes more of the works of the flesh to come out in me. Galatians states that the fruits of the Spirit is love, joy, patience, peace, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. It also, the opposite is true. if we feed more on the world, we will produce the works of the flesh. It also speaks of the works of the flesh being strife, jealousy, fits of anger, divisions, envy. This is just to name a few. And, and honestly, one of the temperature thing in my life is if I, if I find myself more frustrated, less self-control, um, responding in a way that is more of the flesh, it does cause me to stand back and say, okay, you know, I I need to get back to feeding more on Jesus and more on those things so that those fruits, because how many, you know, we can't just, you know, in an instant, we can't just say, okay, how am I going to respond No, because when we're in the flesh in an instant, we just respond sometimes without thinking. But when the fruits of the Spirit are working in our life, we will find that our response is different to where sometimes I step back and I'm like, wow, God, that definitely is you. That, you know, that is definitely you. And I'm sure my husband says the same thing. Wow, God, that's you. You But anyways, it's what we feed on is going to produce results. And Jesus has called us to feed on him. We can't do it without abiding in him. The results are up to us. He gives us the choice to feed on him. He is the bread of life. So it's our choice. He's not going to force us. But he says, here I am, I'm the bread of life, I'm everything you need, I'm the bread of heaven, in me is all that you need, feed on me, just come feed on me, and the great thing about our Lord is if, he doesn't condemn us, like he doesn't say to me, oh, Joni, you know, shame on you, da-da-da-da-da, no, he gently says to me, listen, turn back this way, feed more, spend more time doing this, and feeding on me here, because that's gonna be the place that the fruit is going to be bought. He loves us. He's got a loving relationship with us. Number two, prayer. Take time to focus on him and talk to him in a place that you feel the least distracted. Honestly, when my kids were little, the best prayer times I had were in my shower. It was the only place I could be alone. And the water was on. I couldn't hear them knocking on the door for me, trying to get in. That was some of the best prayer times. It doesn't matter where it is. It's a place with no distraction. Amen. My husband will tell, will tell me all the time the best prayer times I have when he would commute to work. He's like, I would take that 45 minutes and that hour, and I would just focus, and I would pray. It would be the best prayer times I ever had. It was without distraction, you know? Now, we can be driving to work, and he could have had a choice. He could have said, oh, I'm just going, you know, this is going to be the time I'm going to catch up with my friends or family members. I'm going to get on the phone, and I'm going to talk to them because I have a 45-minute drive, you know, or maybe I'm going to blast music. Not that that's wrong, but he chose that that was a time for him that he could cut out that wasn't a distraction in his life, and he could take that time and pray. So prayer Right now, my best time to pray is first thing in the morning because I'm an empty nester. (laughs) I can do that. But are there distractions for me? Absolutely, there are distractions. I had to learn to grab my coffee, head to the sunroom. Maybe I should head to the sunroom before my coffee. No, I don't think the Holy Spirit showed me that one yet. (laughs) Um, Grab my coffee, head to my sunroom because that's a place of no distraction for me. I was struggling this, struggling with this, especially over the last few years, because so much was going on um, that I was consuming myself with the news, the TV, Facebook, different things. And I found that what I was doing, I was grabbing my coffee, and then I was grabbing my phone. And I was either checking emails first thing in the morning, or I was getting on Facebook and scrolling through whatever anybody else is saying or I was putting on the TV and watching the news, what was the latest COVID updates. Um, and before I knew it, okay, oh my gosh, it's nine o'clock. I got to get to work, you know, and, and I got to make some phone calls and this and that. And I began to be distracted and get into a habit of doing this. And the Holy Spirit had to say, because I'm like, I'm just so frustrated. I don't have time. And, and the, the Holy Spirit just spoke to me and he said, Joni, you, you got away from your routine. You got away from feeding on me first thing in the morning. You know, I don't want you to reach for your phone. Right. I don't want you to turn the TV on. I want you to go into the sunroom with me again and start your day there. And you know what, it's not quantity, it's quality. I don't care if it's, if it's 10 minutes, but the quality of that time is fulfilling. That's what matters to the Lord rather than us sitting there an hour and there's no quality to, you know, any conversation we're having with him. So this is, this is just some practical ways that, even for me, that the Lord has shown me, how do I feed on him? How do I feed on him? Um, you know, I know that we don't, we don't watch a lot of TV, my husband and I. Um, but I know that there's a lot of shows that are good shows, but there's a lot of shows that are, they're full of violence. They're full of things that are contrary. They might be funny, but they're very contrary to the word of God. We have to be careful that we're not feeding so much on that because what we feed grows. And what will happen is our thinking will begin to uh, be more worldly than it is spiritual. And I, again, this is not a legalistic thing. This is just pointers that the Holy Spirit has shown me that he might show you something totally different. It's an individual relationship. It's an individual relationship. So what are we feeding on? What are we feeding on? Number three, fellowship. Prayer, reading, and Fellowship. Prayer, reading, fellowship. This is what we've been hearing, Lord. Yeah, I know, because the Lord is trying to get our attention. You know, he's really trying to get our attention. This is really important. Fellow, by the way, do you realize when that happens, you're also building someone else up spiritually? You might not think you're offering anything, but you are building someone else up spiritually, but you're building yourself up spiritually, and it helps us to feed on him. Maybe it's a small group. If you can't be in one physically, there are small groups online. Maybe you don't have, you don't see one that's conducive with your, your time frame or your schedule. The internet is loaded with Bible studies and even um, live, live Bible studies that you can get involved in. So I encourage you, to get involved my husband and I were involved in a small group that is up where we are. We're 40 minutes from here. and um, you know it was like, oh, we can't be in a small group, we can't physically, you know, but we found a group of people, because we are the church. That's right. We are the church. Right. And we found a group of people, and the Lord has just blessed us in this small group, and we honor where each other is going to church, because we keep it about Jesus. Yeah. but it's helping us to grow. It's helping us to grow it's encouraging us it's building our faith um, it's important fellowship yes. talking and sharing with each other is a great thing and be careful of for your form of communication being texting. I say that as a side note because sometimes we don't hear the emotions um, involved in the conversation and we can can it can, it can misconstrue some things or we cannot hear um, Maybe the passion in someone's voice, the the compassion we might need to help that person or whatnot. You know, there's something about the physical and hearing and the physical. So just be careful about your only communication being texting. Um, Talking and sharing, again, is a great thing. Our flesh will not always line up with our choices. We can find a million excuses I have. But again, Jesus is the bread of life, born in the city of bread, in a feeding trough to point us to the fact that he was brought to all mankind to bring peace and goodwill. God has placed goodwill for all who come to Jesus and receive him. So as with food, we can be so full of the wrong things that we have no appetite for the things that truly nourish us. What do you mean? Even in the natural, how much do we say to our children when they want to eat that cake before dinner, and it's like, oh, no, 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 no. You have to eat your dinner first. Then you can have dessert. Why do we say that? Because as parents, we understand if they fill up on the cake, they're not going to have an appetite for the dinner, which is... Full of the nutrients that they need to grow and the same thing again with the world and the spiritual we can't fill so much up on the world without filling ourselves with the spiritual things that we begin to have no appetite for the spiritual things but i love god because he doesn't let us go You know, because when we get to a place where we don't have an appetite or we have less of an appetite for the things of the Lord, guess what happens? The Holy Spirit comes along, and you know what? Before we knew it, it's like we can't get enough fed into us to where we are satisfied. We live such an uns unsatisfied life because we're trying to fill ourselves with the thing the wrong things and it's never it's like a it's it's a craving we can't fill it can only be filled with the the, the things of the Lord and the Lord is gracious enough that he's not going to let us go into this place without continuing to prod us and say and you're feeding on the wrong stuff You're feeding on the wrong stuff. You know, you don't have an appetite for me. But it's not to condemn us. It's his love for us. So what we feed on matters. Let's make a choice, especially for this coming year, for it to look different for us. Let's ask the Holy Spirit to show each of us what we can do to make feeding on him a priority and how that looks practically in our lives. How does that look practically in my life? It might be different than your life. And that's the beauty of that personal relationship and the Holy Spirit. He's so personal. He will show you. He will show me how in this next year can I have more of an appetite? Can I feed more on Jesus than on the things of the world, so that I can produce the fruit in my life. And a side note, what I love about producing the fruit, the fruit is for others, but we get the benefits of it too. We get the peace. We might be giving other people peace. You know, they're benefiting from the fruit of our life, just like when we pick an apple off a tree, we're benefiting from its fruit, but the nourishment, the fruits are coming through us. So I'm feeling the peace. I'm feeling the self-control. I'm feeling the kindness. You know, we want to bear more fruit. Because again, it doesn't matter how long we've been um, walking with the Lord, we all have areas of struggle that the Holy Spirit will show us that we might bear more fruit by abiding in him. So in closing, let's remember, he is the miracle in the manger sent to point out the fact that God intends us to feed on him by abiding in him. God sent him to bring shalom peace to all mankind. I love peace. The older I get, the more I crave peace. I can't create that peace. It only comes from abiding in him. Anything lasting comes from abiding in him. You might find temporary peace doing this or that, but the real peace from the Lord is lasting. He is the bread of life and all who feed on him will not be empty but have a fulfilling life in him. Now we realize it, the choice is up to us. Father, I just ask God that you, oh, Holy Spirit, show each of us, Father, out of your love for us, God, areas that we can feed by abiding in you, show each of us a practical way, God, God to be able to feed on us. And Father, I just pray, Lord, those places that seem dead in our lives, those spiritual places that seem dead in our lives, God, just as Pastor mentioned about dry bones in prayer, Father, you can breathe that life back into us. You want to prune those dead places that aren't bearing fruit and bring life And I pray that you would bring life. And Father, I also believe you're trying to show us areas, Father, that maybe we are partaking excessively in things that are harmful to us. And that, Father, you would help us, Lord, to take excessively partake in feeding on you and abiding in you. I thank you and I praise you because, God, you aren't just the God who calls us, but you also do it in us. And for that, we have hope. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe. And check out our podcast channel for more messages. If you like what you're hearing, share it with your friends. For more content from Lakeshore and information on services, check us out at lakeshorecf.com.